Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another PC Boys podcast. This is your boy, Logan, and today we are going to be reviewing the original um, OVA or anime of Battle Angel Alita. For those of you that have been following me, um, I would say since the podcast inception, uh, you guys will know that I am a big fan of Alita Battle Angel. I loved the original, or the original, the live-action movie done by Robert Rodriguez and James Cameron. Now, this was my introduction to Alita, okay? I want to kind of explain this before we go into this, because newer viewers may not know this. I didn't know that Alita existed on this Earth until the movie came out. I didn't watch it in theaters. I actually was at Walmart one day, uh, a few days before I had a vacation I was going on, and I walked by Alita Battle Angel. I had heard good things about the movie. I didn't know anything about the character, the mangas, nothing. I just picked up the movie and said, you know what, I, I'm going to buy this on a whim. Um, and I don't do that very often. Very rarely will I go to the store and buy a movie on a whim. I've only done it with Hardcore Henry because it was a very different movie. I haven't watched it really since the, since it was out, but I own it just because it's, it's different. Um, and I did it with Alien Covenant. And those are the only two movies that I went out on a limb and bought. So Alita Battle Angel was the third one I've ever done that with. Um, and I was very pleasantly surprised. I loved the movie, um, and came to find out it was based on the, the mangas and an anime. Now, the anime at the time was very elusive, but the mangas were not. I was able to buy, uh, the Battle Angel Alita Deluxe Edition box set. And it was supposed to come in, uh, for Christmas a few years ago, and it got lost in transit. So, funny enough, I was surprised when two months after Christmas, I got a random package in the mail, and sure enough, it was the Battle Angel Alita box set. I guess we were destined to be together. (laughs) And I read through all the mangas, and I loved the character even more after that. And I had a new appreciation for the character. Um, and I, the, the mangas were so well written and beautifully drawn that, you know, Alita just kind of became one of my most favorite characters of all time. I mean, she can't beat Spider-Man. She can put up a good fight, but I mean, Spider-Man's got that number one slot locked down. But Alita is definitely my second favorite, uh, comic book character along with, of course, Daredevil, uh, Optimus Prime, Taskmaster, um... At least if we want to list off, like, top five uh, comic book characters that I love, those would be my top five in that order. Um, but when it comes down to it, um, I wanted to watch the original OVA. And I know that you can watch it on YouTube. There are a few channels that have the full one-hour OVA. Um but the quality can differ, obviously, because it's on YouTube, and there's no saying that it will always stay up. And I don't see you being able to rent it from anywhere either, um, but recently, about a few weeks ago, I was scrolling online, and I managed to find the Battle Angel Alita 
um, anime and it was on eBay and it was on sale or yeah, for like around $21 and there was only two left. So I bought it, um, taking a chance with eBay cause eBay is a 50, 50 site of getting screwed over or not, but I took a chance to own the OVA and I got it today and watched it and man, am I impressed with it. I really liked it. Um, I don't think it's done by anybody a Official. Um, I mean, at least if if you if you did end up buying it, like when you get it, you can tell that like when you turn it to the back with all the writing and stuff talking about the special features and everything, you can definitely tell that um, it was done probably by somebody just printing it straight up off a laptop. Um, but yeah, so the. Paper, I guess you could say, uh, for it is definitely, um, is definitely not the best of quality. Like, how do I explain this? It's like, okay, you know when you see a box, like a movie box, right? And it has, like, that piece of paper in it that has, like, you know, the movie poster and all that stuff on it? That's what I'm talking about. Like, it doesn't, like, when you flip it to the back, you can clearly tell, um, when you read some of it that it's not, like, top 10 quality tier, um, like, in terms of production-wise, it, it, however, did come uh, very well-packaged. It came, like, double-packaged, newly-wrapped. Um, however, I was a little disappointed that the disc has a little bit of, a little bit of scratching on it. Not, nothing super crazy where it can't read the disc, but, um, it was a little bit of a, you know, a little bit sad, because it, it can't, when it came in, it was, like, literally, like, had shrink wrap on it and everything, so, like, it was, it, it hadn't been opened, um, but I definitely think that whoever did this, obviously, um, is, um, I don't think it's done by somebody, like, super official. Like, we're probably talking about, like, a BC team sort of company doing this. I mean, obviously, they're able to sell it legally, so they're, they're, they're licensed to do so, but they're not, like, top quality, I would say. Then again, though, this manga came out, ugh, or manga, this anime came out in the 1990s, so, I mean, it's been a hot minute. Um, but yeah. Anyways, though, um, very impressed with it. The only thing I could say about the quality of the actual um, video itself that is problematic is at times it will blotch out, like, if something on screen is moving too quick, mainly during the action scenes, it will have, like, a little blotch sketch scene where the quality of the image kind of, like, stops and gets distorted for a quick second and then returns to normal. Um, it's nothing that makes it unwatchable. Majority of it is watchable, but when things, like, on screen start to get really fast and amped up, you do notice it. Um... But in terms of uh, quality of it, for $30, I think it might be a little overpriced because, A, it's not even an hour long. It's two episodes at around 30 minutes each is like 29 minutes and something uh, for each episode. So it's about uh, a half an hour for each episode, making it just under an hour long in total for the two episodes. There's no crazy special features. So if you're expecting like some super crazy shit, there isn't anything that crazy on there. Um... There is previews, subtitles, um, the web address, scene selection, interactive menu, which it, it, I don't know how you could really consider that a special feature. Um, but yeah, uh, the special features, there's nothing lengthy about it at all. Really, you're just buying like an hour's worth of original anime. Um, but let's talk about the anime 
the manga and the live action movie, which ones are like obviously comparing the main movie and the anime to the manga and see which did it better. Um, so Elite Battle Angel, the live action movie, the one done in 2019, that runs for about uh, 122 minutes, which is relatively two hours and two minutes. So if we include around 10 minutes of credits, you're looking at more of a 110-minute movie, um, which is about uh, hour 30, hour 40-ish minutes. Um, so there's a lot more time that they had. Even that half an hour, 40 minutes, gave the live-action movie more time to flesh out the characters. Um, and motivations. And that is one thing you notice very much when it comes to uh, Alita Battle Angel's live-action movie compared to the Battle Angel anime. The Battle Angel anime covers some things from the manga, and both of these are taking the events from the first volume of the manga um, into the early volume two parts of the manga. So if you own the box set or you have bought the Battle Angel Alita Deluxe Edition, rather you bought the box set or you're buying the books individually by um, uh, Kodansha Comics, uh, you will notice that the first volume is like a bunch of, like, like as if like, you know, when you buy Marvel Comics and stuff, like it's a bunch of different like, um, comics thrown into like this big massive collection so like you're talking months and years worth of paper just thrown into one big book and they call it a volume um so with the first volume uh basically up to hugo's death is what the anime covers and then the live action movie goes a little bit further and actually goes into the beginning of Alita becoming a motorball star. So, when it came to the live-action movie, they not only went a little bit further, but the movie, you know, did some, um, did some things better. Uh, I think the live-action movie did, because it had more time to do more. Now, in terms of the OVA anime, it it's very well done. Like, the character designs are literally one-for-one one of the manga. Um... You know, the voice acting and dubbing done pretty damn well. Um, I could follow along with the story and know what's going on. Now, come to find out, Gruishka was actually invented in the anime. And if you read the manga, Gruishka is basically an amalgamation of mainly Makaku, who was in the first volume of Alita, um, at least for the first half, was like the main villain of that volume. He was like a brain-eating cyborg who had very violent tendencies, um, and he was a junkie for brains. Um, and basically, that is what uh, Gruishka in the live action and anime was based off of, is mainly Makaku and one other character. One thing I also noticed about the anime that was different than the manga, and same thing with the live action movie, the interaction, or the first time uh, Doc Ito and Alita get into a fight in the live action and anime is with Gruishka and uh, one other, but in the live-action movie, they added a female in there as well. In the manga, the original attack was uh, on a girl by a completely different cyborg who had, like, goggles on his face. He kind of looked like a bat, 
and uh, Ido fought uh, him, and Alita got in the way with that one. And then later on, Makaku and... Oh, I forgot what the other guy's name was, but in the anime, he looks exactly the same. Um, but that's when they come into play, and Alita fights him then, not in the first confrontation, like in the movie and the anime. So they kind of change those orders around. Um, number uh, two, biggest thing that I noticed... Um, the anime has, like, the, the locations and everything is very much similar to, not only character design-wise, but the world design is very similar to the original manga. Um, and not to mention, another, the third thing I noticed is that Shirin was also made up for the anime. I went through the first and second volumes of the manga. Shirin is not a character that exists. And they made that specifically for the anime, and they adapted that into the uh, live-action movie. So, in the manga, Shirin does not exist in terms of how she does in the anime and the live-action movie. So her character was introduced in there. Vector, very much similar as uh, in the anime as he was in the manga, um, except, of course, he was dressed a little bit differently in the manga. Um, one thing when it came to Hugo's character, Hugo in the manga uh, was a very carefree. He, he really didn't seem like he cared about Alita. Like, if you watch even the anime, if you watch the uh, live-action movie, it, they make it seem like Hugo is in love with Alita, but in, in all reality, if you read the manga, he's not really into Alita or doesn't take that relationship aspect seriously between the two until he's literally like, at his deathbed, and that's when there is an exchange of him showing his feelings, but in terms of the anime and the live-action movie, um, anime was a little bit different, like, a lot of the stuff, like, the way that they interacted and stuff was very similar, but Hugo acted very differently in the anime than he did in the manga, but the visuals looked very similar. Now, when it comes to the live-action movie, this is where things get a little bit different, because in Western culture, like, romance and stuff like that is a very different thing uh, than it is in the East, um, and it's, it's presented differently, right? So, Alita and Hugo being in love in the live-action movie is not even close to the representation of the manga, and even the anime, because Hugo and the movie and Alita, they grow to like each other, and it's a very two-way street, but in the manga, Alita clearly cares about Hugo more than he cares about her, and he doesn't really come to realize that he even likes her until he's almost, you know, at, dead, and in the anime, same kind of ordeal, he's not really into her until close to his deathbed, but he's a lot more open and emotional with her in the anime than he is in the manga. Because in the manga, it's like literally before he dies. In the anime, it's uh, quite a while before that. Like, he almost gets killed. Another major difference between the uh, anime and the live-action movie. Zapan is not the one that kills Hugo in the anime or the manga. It's actually a different hunter-warrior who wants to get the chips for the bounty that was placed on him. On Hugo. Um, and Alita ends up taking him out. And then that's when he gets a cyborg body. But obviously, um, in the movie, they were trying to make Zapan's character kind of like two different characters. Um, the way that Zapan kills, uh, Tashi, 
I think that's his name, or Tadashi, um, kills him the uh, same way in the manga as he does in the um, as he does in the uh, anime, and even the same way that as he does in the in the live action movie. Except obviously they have to you know tone down the gore and everything. Um, but the one thing that the anime didn't do with Zapan is make Zapan a major enemy of Alita. Like, he was just kind of there for, like, one scene in the second episode, and that was it. Now, if you've read the Alita Battle Angel mangas, going into the third volume, Zapan comes back for revenge. Like, you know, Zapan is a big player in that first volume where, you know, he goes after Alita by using Doc Ito as, like, bait, um and tries to hurt her, she ends up knocking his face off throughout the second volume. You don't hear anything from Zapan. Come the third volume, he comes back for his revenge and takes her, um, her, uh, berserker body, uh, and uses it. So, when it comes to Alita, that is one thing that is very different. Uh, I guess you could say it was Zapan. They didn't utilize him in the anime, and I don't understand why. They should have, and they didn't. Then again, time constraints. Only an hour. I get that. But still, should have used the pan a lot more than they did. Um, but all in all, a lot of it was very similar. Some things they did cut out of the anime and the live-action movie. So, Because here's the thing that I noticed. The anime has some things the live-action movie doesn't have. But the live-action movie has some things the anime doesn't have. And that's something very important because those missing pieces work in favor of the live action movie more so than the anime. And the anime was literally made during the same time as these, you know, mangas were being made. And with Alita Battle Angel, you know, there is so much to that character that they can do anything they they really want to. Another thing the uh anime didn't do, they didn't they didn't touch on Motorball. They they they, they I don't even think they mentioned Motorball. They mentioned the Colosseum, which was mentioned in the manga in the first volume, but they did not mention the um Motorball in the anime. Motorball is something that was mentioned in the first volume of Alita, but she didn't really get into Motorball until the second volume. And that's where she was on her journey to beat the champion. Uh, I can't ever pronounce his name right, but it's um, Shamara or Sh- Shamara's older brother. Starts with a G. I don't want to mispronounce and butcher it, but if you've read Alita Battle Angel, or Battle Angel Lita, however you want to say it, or Gunnam, um, as it's known in Japan, um, you can, you know, you know who I'm talking about. The main champion of Motorball that she challenges uh, to get back at Ido, and Ido wants, you know, him to win to crush her confidence and have her go back to him and give up Motorball. Um, which she does, by the way, to forget about um, Hugo and that pain that she felt. So... Yeah, the the anime, the live-action movie, both have their own strong suits. The anime, the strong suits of that, the artwork, the look of the characters, down to a T from the manga with color. 
Um, so that the anime has going for it. The blood, the gore, the uncensored nature of the manga, it also has going for it. Areas where it lacks. Unfortunately, the storytelling and character development is so rushed because there's not enough time. Um, and then on, on top of that, um, there, there isn't, I guess you could say the, the action scenes were not as impressive as I thought they were going to be. I've seen some animes in the past. There have been better action scenes done. Granted, it could have been because of the technology at the time. I'm not sure, but the, that, that one thing did disappoint me. The action did disappoint me pretty greatly. Um, but outside of that, uh, I would have to say the anime was pretty good. It followed it followed the main things that it needed to, but they underutilized the pan, um, which is a major character in the manga. So, yeah, uh, I would have to say, if I had to rate the OVA for its total, like, you know, including everything from, like, its design to the story to the characters, the development and everything, I would probably give it a 7 to an 8. Um, because they got a lot of things right, but they're missing so much in there. And I get that that has to do with time constraint, but still, it's just a little jarring. Especially when you've read the manga and watched the live-action movie where they included some of those things. Um, but yeah. So, the live-action movie, as I will say, is an 8 to a 9. Because the live-action movie, you know, although, yes, some of the things have changed. Like, for instance, in the manga, Vector does not die. In the anime, he is killed by Ito, who slices one of the motorball champions in half, or gladiator champions in half, and his arm impales him. And then in the movie, Vector is killed by Alita using the Damascus Blade, um... But he doesn't die in the in the manga. But there, it is implied that he gets put in a wheelchair because of his injuries. Um, so there is that. Shirin also doesn't exist in the manga, but does exist in the anime and the live action movie, probably to play up drama to get more people interested. But still, nonetheless, very uh, very different. Um, the fight between Gruishka um, is. In the anime, I, I don't like how they did it. They literally had him kill the dog. Alita uses the dog's blood, like in the live-action movie and in the manga, to put it underneath her eyes. But then they decide, oh, let's stop. Let's not fight here. Let's go to a certain location. And it's stupid. It just it made no sense to me. Now, in the movie where they literally fought right there in the live-action movie and went underground, that was very cool. And the way that Makaku fought Alita, a.k.a. Gruishka because um, Makaku and Gruishka are one and the same, when they fought in the manga, it made a lot of sense. It was, like, right there on the spot. Um, now, if we want to talk about Desti Nova, this, I would say that this is the most complicating thing I don't get about the battle Angel Alita and how they dealt with it. In, in the anime, they didn't mention Desti Nova, which they shouldn't have, because the anime was covering volumes 1 to early volume 2. And Desti Nova isn't mentioned, I believe, until volume 3 and beyond, but maybe end of volume 2. I'm still, I'm reading, I'm rereading through volume 2. It's been a little bit, 
Um, but Destiny Nova shouldn't be mentioned. In the live-action movie, Destiny Nova was like a major antagonist, a looming threat through the entire movie, even when they went through Alita's backstory. Now, for those of you that read the mangas of Alita, her backstory slowly gets filled in over the course of the manga series. But in the, in the Elite Battle Angel movie, they were trying to do it, like, literally so quick in that one movie. And it's like, dude, you gotta you gotta slow that shit down. We know that she's from Mars. We know that she knows Panzer Kuntz. But, I mean, you know, you're not figuring stuff out that fucking fast. You're just not figuring stuff out that fast in the, in the manga. As they are in the movie. One thing you can tell, though, with the live-action movie, they want to do their own story. They want to follow the manga, but they want to do something different. Destiny Nova is not in Zalem in the manga. He's actually banned from Zalem, and he does his own experiments. And he's fucking insane. And they and him and actually Alita end up teaming up, I believe, in Last Order, and, and, and through the rewritten ending of Alita, because... In the original ending, she blows up and dies. Because Nova sets a trap for her. But it she ends up getting reawakened by him. And, and they end up teaming up. Anyways, in, in the rewrite. Which I, I'd rather just keep it where she dies and it's done. Like, I prefer the original ending. Because, you know, with how awesome Alita is, her story did not need to just continue to go. Because good things must come to an end. Same thing when Peter Parker died in the Ultimate Universe, you know? It was a great, you know, arc, but when he died, it was important. You kind of need a death to inspire new stories, to move on with the world. If you just keep milking a character, it's not the same. It doesn't work as well for me anyways. We all got our own opinions. We all want something different. Um, But yeah, so the movie and the, the manga, the reason I, I rate the live-action movie higher is because the movie covers more. Now, yes, it does have some changes to the story. Like, for instance, you know, having Makaku be Gruishka like he was in the anime, but still, the anime and the live-action movie change that character. Vector's actually dying, and, uh, you know, that that's a big change. Um, you know, having Nova actually be uh, in Zalem by the end of Elite Battle Angel 2, or at the end of Elite Battle Angel, the live-action movie, is a big problem because it's not the same as it is in the manga. And on top of that, um, we also have, you know, she's in Motorball in the first Alita Battle Angel live-action movie. That should be something that was saved for the second movie. But they only put one race in. And, of course, she's doing that to try to get to Zalem. Like, they tried to rewrite because... Originally, she was getting ships to help Hugo go to Zalem, and then she would work her way to getting there by earning money as well for herself. In the movie, I guess they just decided, oh, the champion gets to go to Zalem, and they were like, okay, well, we can do it that way. We can just rewrite it and do it that way, but at the end of the day, now you have left us where it's like, the second movie should be about Alita trying to win Motorball. Like, in the second vol- or, yeah, second volume- of Battle Angel Alita, the manga, she is literally doing motorball that entire volume, trying to beat the champion. That's literally what she's trying to do. So, if they are to make a second live-action movie, 
you want to do the movies based like the mangas are, if you want to say true. You can still make a little bit of a spin to your story, but you got to keep it relatively close to the manga or else you're going to lose the original fan base. The reason the, the, reason the Alita Battle Angel live-action movie is so well-praised by the Alita fan base is because of how true it is to its, con or to its manga interpretation and even the anime. It's very close. Yes, they changed up some things, right? They changed up, you know, Vector's death. They changed up where, um, you know, Nova is. They they changed uh, the fact of, of Alita doing motorball a little bit earlier than she did before. Her and Hugo's relationship was changed so it would adapt better with a Western audience. I mean, you know, the way that it was in the manga, Western audiences wouldn't have agreed with. They, they just wouldn't be able to follow the love story unless, it, you know, it's more, you know, happy and sweet. Um, but they did a very good job. They followed it pretty damn close. With the changes that they did make, they made the changes enough to where it was a little different, but it didn't stray away from the, the accuracy. It was very close. Like, you, you barely couldn't tell. Even as somebody that has now read the mangas, they barely changed it. In the first volume, there's a, a scene of a werewolf serum turning someone into a werewolf. You don't see the werewolf in the live-action movie or the anime. But Zapan, they really utilize Zapan, and this is one thing I think that they did great in the live-action movie as opposed to the anime. Instead of underutilizing Zapan and making him an adversary for Alita going forward, which they should have done and set up in that, but granted that was cut short many you know years ago when that happened for the anime. When it came to the live-action movie, not only did they make Zapan fight Alita in a in the in the bar, I believe it was the Kansas bar. I believe that's where all the Hunter Warriors go. And fought him there and humiliated him, and he wants revenge on her. So this is that's why he, of course, you know, gets the bounty on Hugo, and on top of that, uses Ito as, you know, bait to to trap her in. But in the movie, they switch it a little bit. They say, okay, let's make Zapan be the one that goes to kill Hugo. Make it a little more personal. Um, and then, of course, you know, using... Because Ito in the manga and the anime is younger than he is in the live-action movie. So, they replaced the hunter-warrior that went after Hugo and killed him in the manga and the anime with Zapan, making it a much more personal conflict. And Alita does remove his face and takes his blade... But then again, the Damascus blade that Zapan was holding originally didn't come until volume two of the manga, where it was on her arms for motorball, and it was designed by her, um, one of her pit crew staff's, um, friends, Ed, I believe that was his name. His friend was the blacksmith that made the Damascus blade for her. But anyways... They changed it up a little bit, but not enough to ruin the accuracy, as I said. But they made Zapan a major enemy to Alita. And Zapan, losing his face like he does in the manga, not the same way, but still loses his face nonetheless, now has a reason to retaliate against Alita in a sequel, which is very well done. Um, so, when you look at it, it's all done in service of creating that conflict going forward. Where with the anime, it didn't. They use a pan like twice. 
they showed a shot of him in the Kansas bar when Ruishka showed up, and they used him to kill Hugo's friend and to wound him, but outside of that, you don't see Zapan again in the anime. Matter of fact, Alita doesn't ever actually fight Zapan in the anime, because Ruishka shows up, kills a dog, and then they go to fight each other. Unlike in the manga and the live-action movie, where Zapan fights Alita in the Kansas bar, and then that starts the rivalry between the two, and where Zapan wants to get his revenge. And then, of course, after having his face removed in the manga and the live-action movie, gives him that motivation to go after her again. So, the anime, like I said, did a lot right in terms of how the characters looked and the artwork and design. It's all one-for-one one pretty much with the manga. And yeah, they changed some things. They changed how Vector died, or the fact that he actually did die. They changed Makaku out for Guishka. And they also changed the first fight that Alita had and who it was with from the manga. But then again, a lot of that is in service of the fact of how much time they had to do that. Now, if you take a look at uh, the live-action movie, what did the live-action movie try to do differently that was not a part of the manga? Or that would change what the manga introduced, maybe to create a new story? In Alita Battle Angel, the live-action movie, you have Alita as a part of the Urm Technarchy, a part of one of the most elite fighting forces for the Urm Empire, which is aka the army and people of Mars. And she fought in the battle or the Great Fall, as they as they refer to it in the movie. And she was number 99, hence why she uses it in Motorball. However, in terms of the manga, I don't think that that was the case. We know in the manga that she was from Mars. We know that that's where her Panzerkunst and that fighting style comes from. But it's not the same as it is in the movie. And the Panzer, or excuse me, the uh, Berserker body is found in a Urm spaceship in the live-action movie. Where in the manga, it was in Ido's basement. So the Berserker body was already... In possession of, you know, Ido already had it in his possession. As opposed to the live-action movie where she had to go outside the wall of Iron City to find it. So they changed some things to try to make the movie universe expansive and to go a little bit different. And that's why, obviously, Nova is in Zalem instead of being in the, in the, um, uh, Wastelands or, bat, excuse me, Badlands. So when it comes down to it, you know, Alita, the live-action movie, is setting up a a faithful adaptation of the manga, but also introducing new elements or expanding on elements from the manga to make it different for Western audiences. So, of course, making Alita a part of the Urm Technarchy from Mars with a berserker body, okay, 
they did the berserker body, how she got it differently, tied it into the fact that she lived on Mars, that she knows a special martial arts form, made her a part of a special fighting kill group from the um, Erm Technarchy from Mars. So they used the fact of her being Mars, knowing this ancient martial arts form developed on that planet. They used that, and then they turned it into a, oh, she was a part of the, the Great Fall. She was a part of the war. So the movie version of Alita, while being faithful, is also doing something different, which I can applaud them for. I mean, if you're, if you're doing a faithful adaptation, but you're trying to change it so the audience doesn't exactly know what's going to happen. Like, if you read a manga and you do it one for one, you know what's going to happen, right? Or a comic. You know what's going to happen. But if you change it like Captain America Civil War did with the movie, you don't know what they're going to do. And it makes it more interesting and engaging, but it also makes it faithful where you're like, okay, like, I know the source material. This all looks familiar, but there's something different and it's engaging if it's done well, which I think they did do it well. And that's why I think that the live-action movie is better than the anime. They have more time to flesh out the characters, to flesh out ideas from the manga in a, in a different direction, but still making it feel authentic to the source material. And that's why I think the live-action movie is better than the anime. Obviously, the live-action movie isn't going to be the same as the anime in terms of design. Obviously. But the anime is still good. I still think if you're an Elite Battle Angel fan, to only anime the live-action movie and the mangas, at least the original mangas of, you know, Alita from being found in the scrapyard to being blown up by Dusty Nova in the Badlands, those five volumes are all you really need of Alita uh, to, to, to really be a fan and to get into the character. Like, if you like Last Order, good for you. I'm not going to read Last Order. I have no, like like I said, the, those five original volumes when Alita dies, that's all that I really care about. That's all that I really like to read because there's a there's a beginning, middle, and an end to her her, her story. And I get it, you know? A character makes a lot of money, you know, you, you keep making more. I get it. But for me personally, I'm okay with the five volumes. The five original volumes of Elite Battle Angel. I'm okay with that. I don't need to have Last Order to appreciate Alita. I personally don't. I have so much Alita, you know, now in terms of knowledge and you know, different forms of media from anime to live action CG and the mangas that I love the character. And doing a deep dive into the manga, the live action movie and the anime and looking at the differences of all three of those and how some things are similar but are changed and are different or fleshed out, I think it's very important, you know, because I don't think that it's impossible to do mangas in live action. You just gotta be able to do it in a way in which you're faithful to the source material, but you can change or flesh out something enough to make it more engaging. Like I said, they did a very good job adapting the manga with a live-action movie, but they changed some things or used some things from the anime when they changed it then, and with the whole her coming from Mars, knowing Panzer Kunst, um, martial arts, they took that idea and they they 
enhanced it. They went more into detail with it and went in their own direction, saying she was a part of a special forces group from the planet of Mars. That's how she knows that fighting technique. And then the berserker body, of course, they interjected into the story as being the, you know, like the most effective killing machine developed by the Urm Tetnarchy. And that it was her body. But of course, in the manga, the berserker body was from the that war, because they do mention like a great war that they call the fall in the movie, the live action one. But that body is already in Ito's possession, not a ship. So they, they do a little bit of their own thing while staying faithful, right? In terms of story for the most part. They do change some things. Even the anime, which was done literally during that same, you know, time when the mangas were coming out, changed some things. And that was originally done in Japan. Not to mention the anime ha says Gunnam on it. Like, it's literally the original, it's the original name. Like, in uh, Japan, Alita Battle Angel, or Battle Angel Alita, was not called that. Alita's name was Gally, and the name of the series was Gunnam. They named her Alita for Western audiences and called her Battle Angel Alita for Western audiences. When you watch the anime, they call her Galley. They don't call her Alita. It's not even called Alita. It's called Battle Angel, like, on the main cover because that's identifiable with Battle Angel Alita or Alita Battle Angel. It's identifiable to that Western audience. That's why it was renamed. So... If you ever hear me say Galley or Gunnam, I'm talking about Alita Battle Angel and Alita herself. We refer to her as Alita, but her original name is Galley. So, with all that being said, with this big deep dive that I've done into Alita Battle Angel, um, I, I got, all I gotta say is, Yukito Kashiro hit a, a fucking gold mine when he wrote this character. And if you are not somebody that has read Alita Battle Angel, I really recommend it. I really do. We're talking about somebody that doesn't read mangas. Okay? I, I, I'll, I will state, honestly, I'm not an anime fan, and I'm not a manga fan. But, Alita Battle Angel is an exception. Manga-wise and anime-wise, she is the only exception to the rule. The only manga, the only anime that I've enjoyed. I've seen animes in the past. I've read mangas in the past. Never was a fan of them. I was the Marvel guy and DC at one point. Mainly Marvel, though. Spider-Man, like, that was my jam. Transformers, my jam. Not manga. Elite Battle Angel? One exception to the rule. And it all came from a live-action movie. If it wasn't for the live-action movie, I wouldn't have bought the anime. I wouldn't have been able to be introduced to this amazing character. You know? So in the future, also, for note, um, if we ever do talk about female-led characters and people ever have the audacity to say that I don't have a, fe a favorite female character or I don't like them, Alita Battle Angel will prove you wrong. My second most favorite character of all time. And one of the best characters. Because she has flaws. But she gets better as time goes on. When you first meet her, she's clearly young and naive and 
very stubborn, but as time goes on, she learns and evolves. It's a very interesting story. But ladies and gentlemen, that is all I have for you. I hope you all enjoyed this long podcast. I normally don't do a, po- a podcast this long because normally I can't, like, I don't have anything to talk about for this long. But I was doing a comparison. And if you guys want more of these, like, in-depth comparisons of, like, um, like comic book to movie sort of things... Um, you can always let me know on the Discord, and when I get the Instagram set up, DMing the Instagram, you can just let me know through there that you want more of that content, um, because I, I'm very willing to talk about, like, video games and movies, um, that are inspired by comic books, and, and, like, taking deep dives into them, and character deep dives, and stuff like that, like, I'm willing to do that, um, I plan on seeing the new Batman and then talking about Batman, which, like I said, I'm not a huge DC fan, but if there is DC stuff out there that, you know, intrigues me, I will go out and I will talk about it. And I'm not going to act like I know everything on DC or Batman and stuff, because I don't. I know the basics of the origin story and whatnot, maybe a few arcs, but outside of that, I don't really know that much. I'm mainly a Spider-Man, Marvel guy, Alita guy, uh, you know... Fucking Power Rangers, Godzilla, you know, Kong, Transformers, I mean, you know, slashers, like, stuff like that, you know, like, I I got a wide variety, but in terms of comic book area, I'm mainly Marvel, but I, I will talk about other stuff. Um, going on into the future. Even if it's just a Marvel fan's perspective of something, I will talk about it from that lens. Uh, but I will not ever pretend to know stuff that I don't. I will be very upfront and honest with you guys about that. But, hope you guys enjoyed, and I'll catch you all in the next one.